it's time to take five for safety. It's time for another episode of Let's Not Die Today on the Toolbox Talk Show Network. Are you a small business struggling with creating a training program? Are you looking for an easy-to-use, inexpensive solution? Seven taps. Microlearning made easy. Create courses in just minutes. Get 10% off the annual subscription using our special code. Check it out at toolboxtalkshow.com backslash training. Our topic today, blood-borne pathogens. In today's episode, we will not only discuss the dangers of bloodborne pathogens, but also precautions you should take to prevent becoming infected. Let's start with definitions. According to OSHA 1910.1030b, bloodborne pathogens means pathogenic microorganisms that are present in human blood and can cause disease in humans. These pathogens include, but are not limited to, hepatitis B virus, HBV, and human immunodeficiency virus, HIV. In simpler terms, bloodborne pathogens are microorganisms such as viruses or bacteria that are found in blood and can cause disease in people. Ways in which bloodborne pathogens can be transmitted at work include, one, accidental puncture from contaminated needles, broken glass, or other sharps, two, Contact between broken or damaged skin and infected body fluids. Three, contact between mucous membranes and infected body fluids. Four, accidental puncture from contaminated needles and other sharps. Let's talk history. Depending on the individual, hepatitis B can be short-lived or it can become a long-term infection. It can affect the liver, even leading to liver cancer and cirrhosis. In 1965, Dr. Baruch Bloomberg discovered the hepatitis B virus and won the Nobel Prize for it. The origins of hepatitis B have been widely debated. In 2013, many scientists believed it originated in birds, but in 2015, fish were thought to be the source. One thing was clear, the virus was prehistoric, likely first appearing 82 million years ago, starting in North Africa and the Middle East. It then spread to the entire globe. HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus, is a virus that attacks cells that help the body fight infection, making a person more vulnerable to other infections and diseases. If left untreated, HIV can lead to AIDS. Between 1930 and 1950, several pneumonia epidemics occurred in Northern and Central Europe, affecting prematurely born children. Researchers found that the most likely cause was a retrovirus closely related to or a mild version of HIV. In 1959, the first case of HIV in a human was discovered, but it was only later confirmed from his preserved blood samples. In 1969, a St. Louis teenager died of an illness that baffled his doctors. 18 years later, molecular biologists tested samples of his remains and found evidence of HIV. In 1981, the Center for Disease Control identified a San Francisco man as the first patient of the AIDS epidemic in the United States. Let's talk statistics. According to WHO, that's the World Health Organization, approximately 257 million people live with hepatitis B, and 620,000 people die from it every year. In the United States, 
There are approximately 3,000 new cases of hepatitis B infections every year. Approximately 1.2 million people in the U.S. have HIV. About 13% of them don't know it and need testing. Let's talk safety. Safety tip number one, personal protective equipment, PPE. Anytime you are exposed to blood or other bodily fluids, use gloves, face protection, gowns, and other barriers to prevent contact. PPE can keep blood-borne pathogens from entering mucous membranes via the eyes, nose, or mouth. Safety tip number two, take precautions. Always handle human blood and bodily fluids as if they are infectious. Even if you think it's likely disease-free, treat it as hazardous. Tip number three, first aid. Protect yourself when administering first aid. Before assisting anyone, don the proper PPE for the situation. If performing CPR, use a mouth guard or what is sometimes referred to as a CPR mask. Safety tip number four, bloodborne pathogen or BBP kits. Keep a BBP kit on hand. This kit will provide you with all the necessary items to clean up blood safely. Also, be sure to dispose of the contents properly. Place soiled items in doubled disposable red bags marked biohazard. Place all bags into a labeled sealable container. Also, make sure the container is color-coded or marked with a biohazard label. And lastly, have the container picked up and disposed of by an infectious waste disposal company when needed. Safety tip number five, sanitation and potential exposure. Wash your hands and skin immediately after contact with blood or other bodily fluids. If you believe you have been exposed, report your exposure to the appropriate person and see a doctor or visit an emergency room immediately. Following these tips can protect you from accidents, injuries, and even death. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Not Die Today. Remember our website, toolboxtalkshow.com, where our slogan is, just press play. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you love what we do, please tell your employer about us. We love you too. See you next time.